0: Chaos at Explore Regina as unsupervised men do um, some men stuff. PC leader in PEI called out for not defending trans islanders a hate crime against an international student in Kelowna, B.C., and protests in South Africa and Kenya against both countries ruling governments have led to hundreds of arrests. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 21. It's spring. It's finally spring. And I'm Nora. Here are your headlines. First, we start in vagina. Oh, sorry. Did I just say that? Oh boy, I sound like a tourist who just discovered the capital of city of Saskatchewan for the first time. Okay, sorry, scratch that. Today we start with Regina. Tourism Regina got itself in some scalding hot water when they unveiled their new tourism plan. Now, I don't envy their job. Coming up with a slogan to entice people to visit Regina is, uh, I mean, it's going to be like hard, right? Like the people there are really, really great. Really great. I love Regina. Folks in Regina. Anyway, Tourism Regina rebrands from a noun to a verb and are now called Experience Regina. And what better way to experience Regina than to create two new racy slogans? The first was the city that rhymes with fun, is something I've heard for like since I was 18. And so I guess good work on using a slogan that a lot of teenagers use talking about Regina. And the second, which is a real banger. Show us your Regina, unquote. Makes you want to buy one of the remaining flights that Air Canada hasn't yet cut and pay the $1,000 round-trip air fee to check out the city's casino, like tomorrow. The CEO of Experience Regina, who is obviously a man, apologized. On social media, Tim Reed said, quote, It was clear that we fell short of what is expected from our amazing community members with some slogans that we used. This is reported by CBC's Alexander Kwan. Okay, I'm not sure I'm gonna get through this without laughing because it's it's kind of ridiculous. So let's see how it goes. A former Tourism Regina board member, Krista McLeod, wrote a letter to the mayor concerned about the rebrand. In particular, she was concerned that Experia Regina's website, quote, wanted to make Regina sexy, unquote. She said this to CBC's morning edition. It's sexualizing the city when it isn't necessary. I I love that, <laughs> when it isn't necessary. You know, maybe sometimes it might be necessary to sexualize your city. Maybe it is necessary to use sexual innuendo and um, slogans that frat boys will use when they're drinking uh, alcohol out of a bathtub uh, to rebrand your city. But in this case, it is not necessary. Then she wondered if Regina was called Renus or Rick or long or rock and rolls if though that would also be sexualized I, I mean she doesn't give us those examples I just made those up but she said what if what if vagina was actually named after male genitalia would they have done this in the case of of that okay I mean if <laughs> the capital of Saskatchewan was called rock and rolls I do think that someone would suggest something like this though rock and rolls that's not a bad capital city name Okay. Anyway, I should make fun because while this is hilarious, it's also not. City Councilor Cheryl Staddenchuk brought me back down to earth with this quote. Quote, do we want men harassing women in bars chanting, show us your Regina? There are many serious ratifications of these slogans. We as a society have a responsibility to teach boys and men about consent. These slogans do the opposite. The article gets quite in-depth, including that McLeod was particularly worried and concerned that parents would know how to, quote, approach talking with their children about the slogans when they lean into, if not outright embrace, sexual innuendo, and that, quote, when your seven-year-old can't and shouldn't probably explain the slogan of your city, that's a problem, don't you think? I mean, folks, like... The answer is, this is these are men making very stupid decisions. <laughs> this isn't actually that complicated. But anyway, I'll sum up uh, with this apology from the last Mountain Distillery that had celebrated the rebrand. Quote, we in no way meant for this supporting campaign to be triggering or quote unquote gross. The post reads, ah, there's the rub. Gross. When we're talking about vaginas, of course, it's going to be a question of whether or not it's appropriate or gross. Um, but anyway, maybe they should just go with Regina. The city that rhymes with rude. And thanks to the listener who was like, Nora, you have to mention this. You're right. I I did have to. Now, to PEI, where the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party is apologizing and defending himself for saying, quote, you don't got to drive everything down everybody's throat, unquote. No, he's not talking about tourism. Regina's new slogan. This was his reply when he was asked about trans issues. There's no details about who, when or where this recording that surfaced that had him say this was made, but it was released by Kevin Arsenault. Arsenault ran against Dennis King in 2019 for the leadership of the PC party. In the video, the unidentified voter says that trans issues are, quote, getting forced down Islanders' throats here. And it goes on to say how people are trying to protect their kids, blah, blah, blah. To which King says, quote, you can't have a conversation. The voter answers, well, that's it. And it needs to be. And then King says, in a perfect world, be happy with who you are. Be happy with inaudible. But you don't got to drive everything down everyone's throat. And if they disagree, that's fine. Lucky Fusca, the ED of the PEI Transgender Network, said that King's answer was, quote, a very disgusting answer and, quote unquote, spineless, considering that King had just said that he wanted to defend the trans community. At a debate, he said, quote, there are people who have lived here for far too long and that are afraid of change and that don't know how to deal with change. He had just said this on Thursday at a debate. He continued, I want Prince Edward Island to be a place where you can be who you want to be, love who you want to love, wear what you want to wear and celebrate you and your uniqueness. In response, Fusca said, quote, a true ally would have confronted the anti-trans rhetoric that the individual Dennis King was speaking to was putting forward and ended the conversation or made room for trying to teach this individual. Our community has been and is currently under attack by anti-trans movements that are occurring on Prince Edward Island and to have not, have direct and strong support from the leader of this province is unsurprising but also extremely disappointing. Now to a story that describes a violent hate crime, so be warned. Gagandeep Singh, a 21-year-old international student who lives in Kelowna, was swarmed, beaten, and had his turban ripped off and dragged across the sidewalk with his hair recently. The attack happened by a group of between 12 and 15 people who were on the same bus as him. It was St. Patrick's Day night at 10.30 p.m. His city councillor, Mohini Singh, visited Gagandeep at his home and she said that Gagandeep was in terrible shape. She describes what exactly she meant. She's the one who alerted journalists to the story. Mohini said that this has shaken Gagandeep's friends and other international students in her ward. They organized a gathering at the bus stop where he had gotten off and was followed by this gang to denounce the attack and to say that it's made them feel less safe in town. Moni Singh told CTV's Lisa Stacey, I entirely believe this is racism and it should be treated as that. It should be looked at through the lens of being a hate crime. This is so wrong on so many levels. This is not something that is acceptable anywhere. Not in Kelowna, not anywhere, she said. The police have said that they're taking it seriously. Now to international news. Yesterday, across South Africa, thousands of protesters marched calling for the resignation of Cyril Ramfosa. They are decrying a lack of jobs and electricity, reports Reuters. As of last night, more than 550 protesters had been arrested on charges of public violence, intimidation, damage to critical infrastructure and theft. State Electricity Utility, ESCOM, has implemented rolling blackouts, leaving households without power for up to 10 hours per day. A third of South Africans are out of work. Unsurprisingly, they are angry at the African National Congress, the governing party. They are expected to lose their majority for the first time in three decades in the upcoming election next year. One of the groups leading the protests is the Economic Freedom Fighters. They called for a national shutdown, which Reuters called, quote, successful to the extent that many businesses were closed and workers stayed away for a lack of transport. Now, I'm going to read a quote from Reuters, which I kind of think is interesting. The economic freedom fighters are a left-wing group. And, you know, Reuters does not necessarily give left-wing groups uh, the best shakedown in the press. But listen to this quote. In central Sandtown, the financial hub and one of the wealthiest districts in Africa, EFF protesters danced and sang outside its chrome and glass office buildings. Others put their litter in designated bins, heeding calls for a peaceful protest. Unquote. I mean, when you have Reuters saying how peaceful you're being, that's a really peaceful protest. Anyway, the South African military plans to deploy 3,500 troops until April 17th to quote prevent and battle crime in cooperation with the police. Unquote, according to Parliament. And finally, to Kenya, where the biggest protests against William Ruto's government since it took office have been happening, and coordinated by opposition leader Raila Odinga. The protest was in Nairobi, but have spread out to other cities in Kenya. In Kisumu, a university student was shot dead, reports the BBC. Odinga says that the government has failed to tackle the high cost of living and maintains that Ruto stole the election, though Kenya's highest court upheld last year's victory for Ruto. Odinga's car was tear gassed by police after he left a hotel, speaking to journalists about the protests. BBC reports that police had denied the opposition permission to have the protest and that it would consider any rally illegal. The BBC quoted 21-year-old Charles O'Dur, who said, quote, We came here peacefully, but they tear-gassed us. They lie to us every day. Where is the cheap maize flour they promised? Where are the jobs for the youth they promised? All they do is hire their friends. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, March 21. It's the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Keep that in mind, I guess. Do something about it, or that's why you're seeing posts. And it's also Sandy and Nora Day. New episode drops in a couple of hours.